recording in progress. Bonjour and welcome to a live version of Indian Way with Johnny R. The podcast records live from the southern shore of the mighty Red Lake. And I'm your host, Johnny R. Obviously, coming to you on this Friday night on the Red Lake Nation. <clears throat> Just wanted to break in my new mic and make sure my new, well, not my new headphones are working on with this. And it and it is, I see. I might sound a little tired because I've been up since 3.45 this morning. I've been, uh, I've had a uh, head cold since about last Saturday and Sunday um, and I and I was just so excited to um, be able to breathe out of both nostrils this morning that I just got up and had to enjoy it so and I wasn't able to go back to sleep so here I am 18 hours in in the day just uh, checking in doing the, the podcast that I'm just trying to to keep uh, alive and well in this day and age, which is kind of uh, hard to do. I don't know how many other uh, podcasts are going going on from the Red Lake Nation. Uh, I've been doing this for five winters now. But then I came on earlier. I did a uh, a video for my my Del J Johnny R. Roberts for chairman Facebook page and it was kind of um man I'm gonna be coughing here <laughs> dry dry is this is just water by the way I've been keeping up on my water and this is my my dinner Fruit for dinner. Don't know what I'm talking. Eating on the mic. Well, thick. Let me mute this one. So, I'm watching on the Zoom. So, the Facebook is uh, a little delayed. So, I'll be watching on the Zoom, but I can see. I can see um, the Facebook comments. So we'll just do it that way. I don't know, and, and I can't tell how many are watching. Bonjour, Vestana. <clears throat> how do you do? Man, it's kind of, kind of hoping you're gonna, you're gonna run for um, something. Would have cheered you on. Even would have welcomed you on the 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 chairman race, which would have been fun. Which I'm actually getting pretty excited for. Um, I'm well, you know, getting over my my cold. Um, you you might have noticed on my uh, my traffic reports, the traffic guy was a little, uh, uh, I suppose, hoarse because. I, I, I couldn't do it Tuesday because I didn't have a voice. And Wednesday, you could hear him 
Wednesday, Thursday, and today I was a little, um, you could tell I was sick, so. And I'm just trying to, uh, just trying to um, tough it out. Yeah, it is the season for uh, the common cold. Thankfully, it's not uh, Corona. I don't think I didn't take any tests, but fully vaccinated, got the booster. Uh, I'm going to be all right, even though I'm uh, a perfect target for uh, the, the illness, but whatever. The good water. Stay hydrated, people. Stay hydrated. Yeah, thankfully, it's not the vid. <clears throat> We've all, uh, well, we're never out of the woods, so. I gotta trim my trim my nose hairs. Holy shit, there! Get out of hand. But next time, all right. Next time, Vistana will. Yes, I'm. I'm pretty excited about running for chairman. Something I've always talked about for the last I don't know, 15, 20 years or so. <clears throat> Even before social media, been talking shit the whole time. Well, not talking shit, but I was looking at uh, some past videos I've had <laughs> and it was calling out everybody I'm just it's no good I'm just no good it's having fun man it, 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 you gotta you gotta have fun you gotta learn to laugh it's the way to true love as uh, John and Paul said not the apostles the Beatles that's a Michael reference there Archangel Michael, the moon. Never mind. But yeah, I'm just here doing my thing, preparing for to <clears throat> for a legitimate run at chairman for the Red Lake Nation. I have some uh, campaign stuff I, I I had ordered. I ordered some more today, and we're just gonna we're just gonna go for it, man. We're just gonna go for it. Bonjour, Michelle, second cousin. I am well. How was my week? It was it was tough, man, being sick. Uh, I toughed it out to work uh, Tuesday. Uh, I had a funeral. Uh, well, actually, I had a, a wake Monday and Tuesday, a funeral Wednesday, which, uh, <clears throat> as weird as it sound, as it sounds, um, it was nice to to visit with family Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. For uh, my wife, you know, my my aunt, my aunt Manette Jiki Red Eagle passed away last week. And we uh, sent her on her, her journey uh, Wednesday. And But, man, it, it was good to sit with the family, visit with them to, to catch up. You know, last time we were together like that was uh, <clears throat> my other aunt who passed away, um, Cecilia Gypsy Red Eagle in June of. 2020 was the last time we all got together on my dad's side and you know um it was a good way to uh you know celebrate her life and you know get together the family had dinner all three days and so that was pretty pretty um it was good to good to get out and see the family Planning on having a family reunion, hopefully. Man, that's what that's what we got to do more, man. It, not, instead of just uh, meeting together for wakes and funerals and tragedies and, you know, now that we're 
on the downside of uh, the coronavirus. So hopefully, well, I'm, I'm not really a people person, but I'm just, uh, I'd like to, to visit more and see the, see the family out there. But yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. But other than that, I, I just been slowly preparing, you know, um, lining up my, um, my, my strategy for becoming a legitimate candidate for chairman against uh, incumbent Daryl Seeky Sr. and former chairman Floyd Buck Jordan and uh, Angela Strong Shubway and Darwin Sumner. So we're gonna we're all gonna have a uh, <clears throat> um we're gonna have a good round of uh of of well how would you say it um I suppose candidate forums I'm not sure how those are gonna work or how they're going to be a um I don't know if there's going to be debates or what the 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 setup is going to be like you know i'm down for some debates yeah good round of debates you know i don't know much but i can bullshit until it sounds legit you know and that's what i can that's what i've been doing all my life you know i know some things but you know if i don't have uh if i don't have an answer i will find somebody that can get me an answer so wedgie giving giving contests that's me there I can give the best, biggest wedgies. I'd, I'd be chairman just like that. I could, I think I'd take the, the chairman and uh, former chairman and give them vicious wedgies. That was terrible. But I don't know. I, I think I could, um, I just want to, you know, the main thing I, I about doing this is dragging our current, um, I suppose format of tribal politics into the into the 21st century because <clears throat> nobody's utilizing the tools that uh, we have right now. Technology. I remember I ran the first time I ran for a tribal council was um, 2006. I just turned 30. And I, I got bored, you know, I just got sick of everything. So I decided to run for tribal council. And I wasn't really um, uh, really good at websites or anything at the time, but I was into, uh, you know, I like, um, I did a lot of writing in college. And the way I did that was uh, I had a, a blog or two. And so I started a blogger account for my campaign for Little Rock District District Representative 2006. And I'm not sure anybody had a website at the time. So I just did the did my blogger because I couldn't afford a domain at the time. And because, you know, I was just coming out of college and I was finally getting to work and, you know, stuff like that. So I, I used that. And. And I, th I don't know if uh, uh, Buck had a website at the time, but I know he had one in 2008 when I ran again in 2008. And 
during that time, I started I started my uh, using my video equipment for that round of election, which I don't think had been done until then. And it was just more of a kind of like a uh, I don't think anybody's really used stuff like that. But, you know, just trying to be an innovator and stuff, you know, that's just what I'm what I'm going to do. So now with my I still have my video equipment and I still have uh, knowledge of uh, how to do this and social media websites all the uh everything but snapchat i'm not a snapchat person wouldn't run for school board next time it goes around yes all right vistana uh Elwin holderson jr in the house all i have to say is different programs are able to do other things than others. If they all work together, a lot more would get done. I like that. Yes. It's going to take a, you know, I've said it. I don't know if anybody watched my video on my, um, my uh, campaign page, but that was one of the things I was talking about. It's going to take a, a reservation wide effort to get things accomplished. Everybody's going to have to chip in, or is it pitching? Chip in, pitching, pitching. We'll say pitching. Pitchings, you know, like when you go to a party, everybody has to, never mind. But yeah, everybody's going to have to buy into one, one goal. It's everybody's have to put their differences aside and bite the bullet and do what's best for everybody. You know, all programs can, can be like that too, but. I don't know if it's a uh, pride thing or what, but uh, it seems like um, everybody, there could be a bigger effort towards working together. Everyone has to be held accountable. Yes, everybody has to be held accountable. And it's gone. it's gone too long where a lot of people aren't held accountable you know there are just so many times where where i've seen um nothing really change because of the way everybody's set in the old ways of doing things and not wanting to um rock the boat i suppose i've heard before a lot of people don't want to rock the boat you know a lot of um uh, you know, whether it's a tribal council or school board or anything, you know, people that are at these elected um, positions, they don't want to say anything to to rock the boat, you know. And things don't change that way. You know, if if I was elected council in 80, oh, 86, I mean, 06, I think I was uh, running against um, Billy. Was it Billy Green? Billy Green in 06. Um, I did terrible. I think I got like 24 votes maybe. And 08, uh, the late Richard Barrett was just, we all just ran into a buzzsaw that year. I think he won uh, 
the majority that first uh, general election. And then after that, I, I don't know what I did after that. I just didn't want to do it anymore. Just started my own thing. Just kept doing my own stuff. But I forgot what I was saying. What was I saying? You know, it's a, it's a new time. You know, new generation. The next generation is up. And, you know, I'm part of the next generation. I see that a lot of um, potentially uh, um, a lot of smart, young, educated people that I thought were going to to uh, be a part of this election season um, aren't in it. You know, you know, you think about um, you know family, family ties, and friends, and uh, uh, circles. And, you know, it seems like if one person in that circle is there, it it, it stops another from coming up because they don't want to uh, disrupt uh, disrupt the herd. You know, a lot of our young people aren't. Um, they're held back by the, you know, the loyalty and, you know, maybe they don't think it's their time. And I don't know, maybe it wasn't my time in 06 and 08, but I went anyway. And now, shit, I'm what, what am I, 46 years old and time to, to put up or shut up. So here I am. I always wanted to do this anyway, so that's what I want to do. You know, they, they talk about, people are, are asking me about, you know, my platform, uh, what I would bring, what kind of um, ideas I have. And I don't know if, uh, I have them all, you know, I showed last time that I do have uh, things that I want accomplished to try and accomplish or what I, you know, plant the seeds in, in people's heads, you know, to, to get things that I think would be beneficial for the nation. So that's the only reason I'm doing this because I've sat back for too long and sat back for too long and <clears throat> never really got any ideas across to anybody. So that's why, that's why I am doing what I'm doing. And I know there's a lot more out there that could do it. When you really think about it, four years is not a lot of time to get much accomplished. That is true. Four years. What was I doing four years ago? For example, that was what, 2018? I was working in child protection, child protection case manager. What was I doing? Probably the, well, without a doubt, the that was the most stressful job I've ever done working with uh, families and at the time, family and children's services. But now it's, uh, what is it? Oh, Bimindwa, get in the way, Ma. Gunna Doug. Oh, speak some old jib there. 
you know, at the time it, it was tough when I first started, you know, I, I had no, I had no business, um, in that line of work, but my, my work with the community over the years was really beneficial to, uh, to, to what I was doing there. Cause I met a lot of families. I knew a lot of people and I worked with a lot of the kids, um, you know, at the high school and the middle school, uh, Panema school. And, uh, I coached for years. And so it will, it was, I used my connections to, to get things accomplished there, but there were times where I, I was just in over my head and, where I didn't know what to do or how to uh, deal with certain situations that I wasn't um, educated enough in that field to feel comfortable of, you know, taking the, the next steps. But when I, when I did have trouble like that, there were always reliable, uh, uh, had a reliable team around me. You know, if I couldn't get something figured out, I would go to, you know, whoever I was sharing an office with. And if, if they didn't know, they would go somewhere else and, you know, just spitball ideas with um, other people that were, were there longer than I was. And that's how I was able to get through there. It's all, it all depends on, um, the team you're working with, you know, the, the coworkers, you know, you got to be able to rely on them. Like uh, they'll need to rely on you. And that just needs to be, that's an important part of getting things accomplished, especially in a field like that. Cause it was so, it was, it was hard to work there, you know, reading the files and it was just, you know, I never realized how difficult it is for a lot of these kids to grow up around here. You know, the obstacles that they face every day, that isn't their fault. And that was one of the things that um, pushed me to, to want to learn more, but I knew there was a, a limit to, to my knowledge. And, you know, I didn't go to school for, uh, so actually going to college, I got, to a point where I took so many different classes, I, I could have been, I could have made, I could have majored in um, business administration, English, um, Indian studies, social work, and mass communication. Because I, man, I was just going to college to, you know, learn as much as I can and have as much, not have as much fun, but I, I learned a lot in college. But it got to a point where I was already in like four years in and I was broke and I hated being broke. So I went back to work, even though I was only what three semesters from my bachelor's. Cause I, I think I have a, um, uh, what's that called? Attention span issues. Undiagnosed attention span issues. You know, if you sit and talk with me, you can see, I don't have, I have a short attention span, but, but anyway, what was I saying? Call it OG. 
Yeah. I only remember that because I like to uh, try and remember things a dumb way. So I'm not going to tell you how I remember that, but I remember I told my, my, my coworkers how I remembered that. And I was embarrassed that I shared that information of how my mind thinks what goes through my head, but attention span issues and sensory issues. Yeah. Attention span gets me uh, sensory issues. Uh, that's probably, probably me too. Thought my background was falling on me, but yeah, I got uh, issues that that need attention, but be all right till then. Yeah, but um, I had that question today that I was on my way to work when they asked me, you know, if you are chairman, what what would you do about this uh, drug problem? And Everything that could be done is being done right now, but it's not enough, obviously. Um, you know, you, you can see the um, those that are, are, are dealing with addiction have a um, difficult time. I, I remember, I think of it as, um, I remember Kevin Smith, you know, Silent Bob guy. And he was helping, he was watching Jason Mewes, Jason Mewes, you know, uh, Jay and Silent Bob, those two guys. Jay um, come down from his heroin addiction. And I'm not sure how long um, Jason Mewes was addicted. And, you know, it, it was to a point where he explained coming down off of heroin as... Um, I think he said, you know, when your hand falls asleep and, you know, you don't have that blood flowing in there and then it comes back, that feeling, he said, multiply that by a million, but all over your body. And that stuck with me for some reason, <clears throat> because I remember about 2012, I've said this before on my podcast, I think, I don't know, I've told people before, but I had, um, <clears throat> Kidney stones in 2012, uh, the most pain I've ever gone through in my whole life. You know, I'm a big baby. Everything hurts me, but nothing hurt me. Like that was a whole different level of pain, kidney stones. And I was, uh, for about, I think three, four weeks, I had kidney stones and, and it was, um, very painful. I went back to the ER over and over and over, and they finally gave me some, um, I think it was Vicodin. They gave me a prescription of Vicodin. You know, the, the prescription says, uh, I think it was like two, one or two every four hours. Or was it six? It might have been six hours. So there were 24 hours in a day. So every six hours, so it was four times a day I was up to what would that be eight Vicodins a day for like two or three weeks and the pain was so bad that I I know I took more than that 
and they would still give me a refill. <clears throat> and at the time, I I was pretty uh, unaware of um, opiates at the time. I was just taking what they gave me, just so I wouldn't so I wouldn't hurt. You know, it, it was very painful, kidney stones, and I just kept taking them three, four weeks, six, no, two, four, six, about eight to 10 Vicodins a day for a few weeks. And then one day, um, I just, uh, I just quit taking them. And then, uh, you know, the a couple of days later, the, the kidney stones passed through me and then, you know, I still had some left in there, but I, I didn't take them anymore. And then about maybe three or four days, I start getting that uh, like a fever and the shakes and the sweats and uh, you know the. I thought I I thought I was getting sick, you know I thought I was getting the flu, so that's what I thought of it as. So about a week I was like that. I thought I was you know I thought I had the flu for a week, and then after a while, it got pretty, you know it was like a vicious hangover. You know how you get the shakes and you're sweating and anxiety and, you know, stuff like that. And I was like that for a week and then it, it passed. You know, my, I thought I was, the flu went by. So, and then I went to work like a couple of days later and my coworker at the time was telling me her husband was, was on the um, Vicodins for a while. And she was explaining to me, um, you know, his symptoms, you know, were similar to mine. And I didn't realize it at the time. I, I was I was crashing from all those Vicodins for those weeks, two or three weeks of Vicodin every day. And I didn't realize that until she told me that's what her husband which her husband went through. It was the withdrawals from the, the the opiates. And I had no idea. I had no idea what a what a withdrawal was. And I was <laughs> Embarrassing how uh, um, how uh, how I didn't understand it, and I I didn't know I was coming down from uh, all those pills, and they were prescribed, you know, for those two three weeks they were prescribed to me, but I didn't know what I got in myself into. I didn't know what I was going through. I ignorant. I was just ignorant to everything there. And I start realizing it, you know, that's, that's what it was. It was withdrawals. And then I think right around that time when that's when the whole, um, oh, maybe it was before that, but the, the whole heroin epidemic started, you know, the, the overdoses. And so I kind of have an idea how hard it is to, for those that are struggling with addiction to, did not want that crash. And that was probably the toughest thing that, that I've gone through and without realizing what it was, you know, hangover for a week, a hangover lasts what one, two days, but that lasted for about a week. And I was just miserable, sweating and shaky anxiety, panic attacks. And I didn't, I didn't know what, I didn't know what I was going through, but so I kind of understand what uh, people that are struggling with addiction go through. But, you know, not as severe. I know a lot of people 
battle hard to get clean and they fight every day and you know you got to give them <clears throat> give them room to 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 fight you know you know i see a lot of people shaming others on facebook or any social media or you know without understanding the journey they're going through and it's difficult to 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 see people uh, mocking others for their struggles. And I don't know when that started. I, I know for years I, I, I put up with bullying growing up, you know, being short, fat, not very athletic. And I, I understand bullying, but to that point where, where you don't understand someone's journey and that always bothered me. And it just, it still does. And, But I have seen, I, I have been able to witness um, people battle back and win, even though they're still, they'll always be in recovery, but they're still, they're winning that battle. It'll never be a total victory, but they're fighting every day to, to stay. And I, I've seen it. I've had uh, uh, clients I've had clients uh, overcome it and I've had clients fall right back into it. And it's tough to see until you, until you understand their journey. That's, that's when it hits, you know, I, I was close to that point and it's hard to, to imagine myself falling into that, even though it is easy to, to fall in that, trap i was lucky enough to to get out without knowing what i was even into so it's funny until it happens to them it is difficult to watch someone you love be an active addiction yeah that's you gotta be open to to understanding what a lot of people are going through I remember there, there's this comedian, uh, Mitch Hedberg. He overdosed in 2005. And you hear a lot of stories about um, comedians, drugs, you know, alcohol, partying. But with him, it, it was different because he was on the verge of becoming a, a comedy superstar. You know, he was already, you know, he had a good record of... Uh, uh, a successful comedian, stand-up comedian at the time. And all of his friends knew he was uh, uh, addicted to heroin. And they, they did everything they could because a lot of them knew Chris Farley and, you know, how, how Farley ended up. And they didn't want that to happen to Mitch Hedberg. His friends didn't want that to happen to him. So they did what they could to, to to help him but from what i what i um what a lot of people have have said about mitch hedberg was he, he didn't want he didn't want help he didn't want to get off heroin there was no way of stopping him that's just how deep into the addiction he was he didn't want to fight fight those uh 
I don't know, withdrawals anymore, or he was just felt he, he felt better on it. And that's like the saddest thing you could hear somebody with all that talent, you know, loved by millions. He just refused to, to change his life. And that's, that, that's really hard to, hard to grasp, you know, people just refusing to, to, to fight the addiction. You can't help someone until they're willing to get help. Yeah, they, they have to do it on their own. You know, you can tell them how much uh, their kids miss them and love them. They just, it'll, it's up to them. Drugs don't discriminate either. You can ride on the highest horse and still fall into that. Yep. Yeah, it's, I think it's, the, the thing is to understand what people are going through and, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the people that, that, that I, I, I knew experienced a lot of trauma as kids. And then a lot of these kids now experienced so much trauma and they're just trying to to, to escape, you know, to not be in that dark place anymore. They'll, they'll do anything they can. And it just, that's where the, the, the trouble starts. And how do we get, how do we reach them? What, what do we, what do we do? You know, no, I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a, what is it called? Um, counselor drug counselor or i'm not educated in that it's it's just what i what i what i see what i've seen working in these um programs you know, work with the kids work with the families and it's just uh it's difficult but it's a battle and it's gonna take everybody everybody and everything to get us out I forgot what I was saying. What were we saying? I don't remember what we were saying, but yeah, man, it, it's going to be that happened 2019 BC before COVID. Man, I witnessed that after COVID too, man. A lot of people a lot of people hit uh, got hit hard. You know, that isolation, a lot of people their their routines were disrupted and that hurts a lot of people that were in recovery and, and i saw that too and it was it was so hard to 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 see people who, who made so much progress years before that just get you know derailed by you know their routines being thrown off you know they're being isolated and stressed out and it's just it's the battle man it's it's really tough battle and you know i i have all the respect in the world for um the uh chemical health program because i've seen how hard they work with their clients and um it's just you know they they 
go the extra mile for them and you know you, you could see it on their face sometimes when when the clients don't uh aren't able to 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 get where they need to be and it's tough it's that's that would be a tough job to to do and you know i i all the respect in the world for chemical health and another thing that that could help around here and it's hard when they are ready because that moment doesn't come that often yeah it's it, I think another thing that's really uh, another huge issue for the Red Lake Nation is um, the mental health, the behavioral health aspect of everybody. You know, the, there's a certain way a lot of us grew up around here. Tough, not tough, but, you know, rugged, you know, homophobic, racist, misogynistic, sexist, you know, that was normal for, to hear, um, just the disrespect, you know, it, it was still, it's still quite common today. And just the way we talk to each other, you know, and, and when somebody goes too far and they're called on, they'll say, Oh, I was just kidding. You know, I'm just kidding. You know, don't be like that. Don't, you know, when you're confronted with it, they get defensive. And then, because just the way a lot of us grew up and, you know, myself, I'm, I'm still trying to unlearn a lot of bad habits that, that I, I, I witnessed from those that I looked up to growing up in Red Lake. You know, it seemed like once I hit my late 30s and early 40s, I realized that's, that was uh, 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 toxic and, you know, I'm still trying to unlearn and change my ways. And it's really tough because that's, it's just the way it is around here. And that's another thing that has to change. And it's just uh, educating yourself, you know, just, you know, passing some things on to your kids isn't healthy and, I'm still, I'm still fighting that, man. It's just unlearning, you know, realizing that what the way things were back in the, you know, you always hear that. Well, that's just how it was back in the day. You know, we, it's, that's the way it is. That's the way we grew up. That That's what made us, made us tough. <laughs> so I remember, you know, getting, getting called a big Sue's, you know, if I end up crying or get too emotional or they, Tell me, oh, shut up, you know, just cry, baby. You know, you don't have to cry over everything. We weren't allowed to uh, express ourselves emotionally. And that's just one thing I'm still trying to learn too, man. It's, 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 it's tough growing up in Red Lake. You know, a lot of us, you know, we're not, uh, we're survivors. You know, there's just no way around that, man. We, we, we survive. We, you know, there, there are a lot of families that grew up um, what what's considered normal, but, you know, the rest of us, we, 
you know, I grew up with my mom and my stepdad were very good parents, but I still, the people I, I chose to, well, my friends I grew up with and they all weren't the, the uh, most, uh, the most um, progressive people, I, I'll say. Remember telling my wife one time that, uh, you know, all the, all the guys I grew up with and she said, Jesus Christ, you should be in prison with that. I was like, what? What? I think if it wasn't for my mom and my stepdad, I probably would be. But, you know, that, that was me growing up. The, the thing that straightened me out was uh, uh, my Uncle Joe. I was fortunate to have a, a strong, you know, many strong male uh, uh, influences in my life. You know, I had my grandpa Shorty till I was 11. My stepdad came in when I was, I think, nine, eight or nine. And then I had uh, my Uncle Joe up until... Till I was what 30 no 26 and he was a major influence on who I was and you know there are times I, I I have questionable behaviors but you know for the most part I was just I just didn't want to disappoint him I didn't want to disappoint my parents and I don't see that anymore you know a lot of a lot of these kids they don't they're not uh the they're not scared of their parents like I'm not scared of my parents but i just didn't want to disappoint them but yeah so crazy the stigma that revolves around men the stigma where men can't be emotional or expressive well that's just what uh what a lot of it is man we we grew up it, it's it's tough man uh, how was i saying that? but yeah but other than that, I grew up a lot around a lot of, you know, my junior high, high school bros, or a couple of pretty good guys there, and we turned out all right. And not all of us, not all of us turned out, you know, become uh, decent parents. And it's, you know, we all had the same struggles, man, trying to, trying to put up with, uh, Shit that was out of our control, and we handled it pretty good. Not all the time, but, you know. Yeah. Have a bite of my dinner here. Talk, some, talk amongst yourselves. Pumping in that mic, am I? But yeah, that's that's where I'm at. That's that's how I think. That's where I'm. The whole idea of running for chairman for me was to drag this whole system into the 21st century. I say that because. <clears throat> You know, when we want to know what happened at the tribal council, um, we got to wait, what, six weeks till the minutes come into the Red Lake newspaper? Uh, why don't we have a, a website that posts our tribal council meetings? Why don't we have an archive of tribal council minutes? 
because I want to look back. I don't want to save 50 pounds of newspaper to go back and look at uh, tribal council meeting minutes. That should be that should be online somewhere. Do I have to think of everything? Christ. See, the, the, the thing about if if I were to uh, be elected chairman of the Nish, this this what I'm doing right now, it would be a regular recurring thing. You know, I don't I wouldn't care how busy I was. I would take at least one day a week to update the people on on the week's happenings. You know, I don't know if you guys remember when <clears throat> when we found out uh, Warroad was uh, was going to start selling alcohol. I think it was what a few weeks before it happened, and that meeting the meeting was in March, and we found that out because. We found that out because the, the secretary put out a, a newsletter, I think at the end of May. And then we're all like, wait, World's selling alcohol? What? And it was decided in March that I was going to, and I don't know, I don't know who knew, but I didn't know. I, I know that because I, <laughs> I made a video about it as soon as I found out. <clears throat> so I got to try and find that video. I didn't even know they did. Yeah, me. I found out in the, the secretary's excuse me uh, newsletter, and it wasn't even uh, a main topic in his newsletter. It was just a oh man. See, that's twenty first century, man. This whole you know, this whole technology isn't gonna hurt anybody. It's not going to hurt our sovereignty, whatever that is. You know, it's just something our leaders have to embrace. Tool. These are tools, you know. When our ancestors had tools, they used them to, to adapt, to survive. That's all I'm saying. Cell phone with a, a, a camera isn't going to hurt you. It's not going to steal your spirit, you know. I know we have young council members. Um, you know, they're, I know maybe it's hard to get ideas to because they're young. But I know a lot of them work hard. You know, they, they do a lot for the people. You know, we appreciate that, but yeah, we, we need more young people in there to move the needle. I just thought of that because Roman Reigns was on uh, SmackDown tonight because he's the needle mover. Maybe that'll be my new name, the needle mover. Because, you know, all of this technology and all of this, um, it, it's at it, it's at tip of our we can use it to share information to get more ideas and the thing that i wanted to do <clears throat> i don't know if i have to wait until i'm certified if they'll certify me i want to get a i know the the president the uh president and uh you know all 
all leaders in, in government, they have a cabinet. I need a cabinet. I need some, uh, I need some smart, <clears throat> you know, free thinkers, bold free thinkers to, to advise me. You know, there's a, there's a limit. <laughs> there's a limit to my knowledge. We can definitely use it for more input from off-res members as well. Yes, I agree. You know, that, that brings in a lot of uh, uh, information from all, all corners of the, the Turtle Island. What then? But yeah, it's technology is here. Let's use it. Let's not be scared of it. It's not going to steal your spirit. I said that already. But I do, I want to set up a, a, um, I don't want to say a board, but like a cabinet. The president has a cabinet. And I need a lot of people to to advise me because I got a lot of questions. I'll need somebody um, probably probably somebody that is very has a lot of knowledge in in law, of course, obviously. Uh, I think I I think I wrote this down. Uh, a cabinet. Or what did I call it? Uh, I put everything in my phone. So where are we at here? Oh, here we go. What I wanted was um, somebody, uh, you know, some advisors, you know, people that'll uh, I can consult with on, on things like, um, what did I say? Oh, law, obviously. Indian law, they call it. Uh, science. I know we have uh, Red Lakers that are that have are going to college for like um, engineering and uh, uh, other scientific um, fields. Of course, Ojibwe in. I could use some more Ojibwe women. Women. And uh, Ojib I obviously need help with that. So. You know, Ojibwe and like uh, the spiritual stuff. Even though, you know, I'm going to confess right here, I'm not a spiritual person. I'm not a traditional person. And I'm not, um, well, let me, let me, let me clarify that. Let me get into that <clears throat> real quick before I get into anything else. Because growing up, you know, they forced us to go to uh, the church for, you know, every Wednesday they'd make us go to church. And you know, I was fine with that. You know, got away from school for from regular school for a while because we were in elementary and they'd send us over the, to the mission for you know, a couple hours once a week to learn about the, the um, Jerusalem stuff, Jesus and God and all that. I didn't mind. But then <clears throat> later on in life, the headlines, <coughs> the headlines, Headlines start coming out of uh, the Catholic Church and, uh, um, you know, the abuse in the ch Catholic Church. And I was still, you know, 12, 13. I, I, I've been reading newspapers since I was a kid. And I, a lot of those, a lot of those didn't, um, a lot of those stories bothered me. 
at a young age, impressionable age, you know, reading about, you know, the, the, the priests and the, the kids, the abuse that bugged me. So I, from that on, I, I wasn't really a religious person. And then another thing that happened with um, traditional ways, probably going to lose me some votes, but, you know, when you grow up, you see the, you know, the medicine man is, is, is sacred in our community. You know, they have a lot of wisdom from uh, the spirit world and a lot of uh, information that we could use on our uh, journey through life. But then that story start coming up. Same age, you know. I was in my early teens when there were uh, stories about medicine men taking advantage of uh, women, you know, scaring, scaring other kids into uh, having them believe that the spirits will turn on them because, you know, if they didn't do what they said and that I was, I was turned me off uh, from being traditional. Those are just the stories I read. I don't know if, um, you know, you, you hear things, but for it to be, for somebody to be tried and convicted for abuse using his uh, spiritual um, influence, that didn't, another thing that didn't work for me. So that's why. I'm not spiritual. I'm not uh, traditional. Yeah, that's, that's where that come from. Anyway, oh, we got comments here. Well, I, mean, I fell behind on my comments here. Oh. Okay, we need to have elected officials be in our embassies as well. So they have someone who lives in the cities with them and owns more resources than what we can provide from here. Excellent point. Commissioners to do audits and programs to make sure the programs are doing what they are supposed to be doing or say what they are doing. Excellent, I like that. My great randoms talked me into doing that worst decision of my life. <clears throat> okay. Pikes just lost votes for me. Well, oh, your great grandma, okay, that. That makes sense now, Vestana. Probably shouldn't say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Some of the spiritual leaders give me the creeps. You know, once, once that, uh, once I read that story, you know, not just the, the priest and the Catholic Church and also the medicine man, you know. That trust can't be, to me, it wasn't, it can't be, it can't be repaired. You know, that's like the most, uh, that should be like the most trusting relationship someone should have, you know, religion and uh, traditional. And for me, that can't be, can't be repaired. Yeah, that just... 
That one hurt, man. That, that to this day it still hurts. So I've I've kept my kids from that. Well, I haven't intentionally kept them from it, but it was it was it was in the back of my mind. You know, I, I'll never let someone have that much power over my kids to think that they have to to do what they use their power for and that's not going to work for me so if you elect me you're not going to have a very traditional religious chairman and that's your fault not mine but yeah you know, I have an, uh, an Ojibwe name, but that was given to me by my great aunt Marie Hardy. Loved her, loved her dearly. She never did me wrong. She never led me any any way to doubt her. And um, I haven't really had that. You know, the the spirituality. Nobody has really ever measured up to her. So, so that's why I am the way I am. I'm not traditional. I'm not uh, spiritual. So I had something else. Wow, man, I had a good point going there, but I forgot what it was. So where are we? Mm, let me go up, remind myself on comments here. Commissioners, audits, elected officials. You know, I, I was thinking about sadly unbaptized, but I'm trying to get you get it erased. Is that a thing? I was baptized without my permission. I was only, what, five or six? And the thing about my baptism, uh, for some reason, uh, my parents chose, um, my parents chose an elderly couple as my uh, godparents, you know. And they were, they were actually... Uh, people that I knew and I trusted and I loved growing up, but I always thought that, you know, godparents were supposed to take over if something happened to your parents. And then, I don't know. I don't know. But what is your Indian name? Um, my Aunt Marie named me after uh, my biological dad's uh, last name, which is Red Eagle. And for years, I I always said it, you know, just as it is, Misko Megizi, an indigenous cause. But I recently asked a uh, an elder, gave an elder some uh, tobacco. I didn't know I was supposed to give him tobacco because he asked for tobacco, so I gave him tobacco. And But he, he gave me the story about, uh, you know, there are, there are level of eagles and if it was the red eagle, it was a, a spiritual war eagle. And so I took that as what my Aunt Marie. So, and that is called, I think it was Miss Miss Goganu. Yeah, Miss Goganu. So that's because I remember my my um I do comedy. I don't know if any of you knew I do comedy, but I've done comedy for 12 years. And I was introduced to introduce, introduced it. I was introduced myself in Ojibwe when I first get on the stage. And 
introduce myself. Miss uh, Gomegizi and Indigenous Cause, Miss Squagami, we is going to Nindo Jabamakwa, Nindo Dame. And when I was, when I'd be done with that, I tell people my, I would tell people at the time that my Indian name meant blood soaked eagle from, how did I say it? Blood soaked eagle from battle with the Lakota. Then they'd be all, Oh, wow, really? No, it's just Red Eagle. I'm sorry. That sounds cooler that way. But apparently that's actually what it sounds like it is. So that was kind of, that was kind of, kind of cool. So I was baptized against my will. Yeah. Same. Cash is Wabaganu, which means White Eagle. Blood-soaked eagle from battle. But... It was more of a uh, spiritual war eagle that, uh, that uh, I don't know. I thought that sounded cool, so I'm going to be that. But I'm pretty sure that's what my uh, my dad's last name means. So I was going to ask him, and I keep forgetting all about it because I don't want to be disappointed. And, yeah, so that's what it is. What else was I going to say? Yeah, that, that's the thing about uh me deciding to run for tribal council i just wanted to to give the um to give the red lake nation nothing i was in a i always like to say yeah i like the original batman 1989 jack nicholson as a joker remember his line this town needs an enema that's what i've always thought man <clears throat> this town needs an enema and to do that the Red Lake Nation needs some bold thinkers that will rock the boat you know you know Roger Jordan wasn't one of those that just uh, agreed with everybody because it made things smoother, smoother. you know I know I know Butch Brun was the same way uh, I actually knew Butch Brun because I used to deal blackjack to him in the mid-90s. I think that was after his his first term. So I got to uh, know him. And uh, yeah, we just need fresh ideas, bold ideas, somebody to shake it up a little, even though I'm uh, not getting... Um, I'm not elected. My my ideas out there, they will be planted in the minds of the voters and they will demand more, right? Demand more from your elected officials. And if I am elected chairman, I'm not giving out money because I don't have any money. So don't ask. I got 12 kids. I don't have any money to spare. So don't even think about it. Bold ideas. You know, I know a lot of people come back to uh, our, our 1889 agreement and the leaders talking about um, they don't want alcohol within these boundaries because it'll be the ruin of all people. And I, I understand that part. I honest, not even 20 bucks. I'm sorry. I, 
I can't even give you 20 bucks. 12 kids. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, twelve kids. I don't have anything to spare. But the thing about that alcohol thing, I I totally understand where the 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 chiefs of the time were coming from. But there are times where we need to adapt to survive. You know, I say that because I I really don't know how our casinos are doing. I don't know. I know for sure Warroad's got to be <clears throat> got to be back on track with their their alcohol sales up there. I mean, they have to be. Well, I don't know about the border closing up there, but see, we don't we don't have that information available. If I had, if I was chairman, I'd be updating you on all that every week. And I just think that it's time for, for <clears throat> gambling is not a family business. <clears throat> you know, we got to think outside the box. You know, if we got a casino, people want to come in and gamble and have fun. It gets stressful. And the way to do that is to uh, scared money don't make money, as we can see. As we can see, I, it looks like, like our uh, casino in Red Lake here is struggling. I don't know about Thief River. I don't go out there. But, you know, one of the bold moves that needs to be made, it's it's a business. It's a business decision, business decision that needs to be made for our gaming to survive, adapt to survive. You know, I know our little arcade probably isn't bringing in much money out there. Imagine how much a bar would bring in. Because we need money to start coming in, whether it's from alcohol at our casinos are, you know, legalizing marijuana to, I know we had this discussion before and, you know, there, there's a lot of debate on uh, the effects of marijuana for those in recovery. And I'm not a scientist. I'm not a doctor. I'm not in chemical health. I'm not, it's just, that's just something that needs to be looked into. You know, we're, Man, it's what they call us a. Uh, what's the word? What did the word did I just say before? Cannabis is that what I meant? Cannabis. See, we need we need to learn more about that. Malax is one of those tribes. We got to follow suit. Yes, we're gonna get left behind. We're gonna get. We're not adapting, in time. It, it's. It's kind of sad how far behind we are you know just because we're a sovereign nation closed reservation we should be able to to run with that man i see that's why i need somebody that knows the law i don't know if uh maybe joe Plummer can stay on board <clears throat> or uh bring back stacy thunder or is um 
What other lawyers do I know? Denny Crane? I wonder if he's available. Denny Crane, the old school, but yeah. Need lots of advisors. <clears throat> now you don't hear people overdosing on cannabis. It's a good point. Never seen anybody snake out on cannabis. Because I've, never mind. But see, these are, I don't know if these ideas are. Sasha Strong is a young lawyer. She just turned 30. Yeah, I met Sasha at the school. Yep. Took her bar exam this week, right? I haven't seen how. Yeah, maybe she'll she'll uh, advise me or let me ask her a couple questions. I never inhale the stuff, says Shannon Iceman. Me either. You know, I I'm uh, I'm too scared to try anything new. That's not prescribed because I'm. I don't really. I'm I'm unhealthy and I don't dare to try anything. That that does to my health. So yeah, maybe I'll. Uh, again, I need I need some uh, uh, advisors because I have a lot of questions, and I don't trust uh, search engines anymore. So I need actual facts. And I can't afford more books or subscriptions. So I need somebody. I need somebody in law. I need somebody in science. I need somebody in Ojibwe Moin. Just the language, not the not the spiritual part about it. What did I say? Ojibwe Moin. Human services. I need an expert on human services. Uh, I need somebody in information technology. Uh, business slash marketing, education. I need advisors. One thing that I definitely need, one thing that the tribe, that the whole tribe definitely needs, you know, we have the, the um, <clears throat> uh, hereditary chiefs. We do need a council of women because, you know, again, I've grown up with a lot of smart, smart, powerful bold women in my life who made a huge impact on me to this day you know whether it's my mother grandmothers aunt sisters my wife you know i got friends that are pretty uh pretty smart and you know the 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 female voice needs to needs a needs to be heard man it, it's so i don't know how the hereditary chief thing is but i can i can uh I can guarantee you once the female voice gets a seat at the table with more, uh, I suppose, uh, an elevated voice, that's what, that's what the, the nation needs. And oh, I already said culture. Yeah. So science, Ojibwe, human services, information technology, business and marketing, education, uh, the women culture and the uh, culture. Those are the kind of advisors I need. So I'm going to be reaching out to, to people who I think <clears throat> excel in those fields. So I don't know if it'll be this weekend, but maybe I should wait until I uh, get um, 
Nah, shit. I'll be sending emails, messages out this week. So if you have any idea, ideas on who could uh, advise me on stuff like that, just send me an email. My email is johnnyr4redlake at gmail. Um, or you can send me a message on here, Facebook. All of my uh, social medias are at johnnyr4redlake. J-O-N-N-Y-R for Red Lake. But yeah, I was actually going to look into getting in the cannabis program in Colorado. They teach the science part of it and you can get a BA in it. All right. I know it's still illegal at the federal level, but a lot of, I see a lot of uh, states are going around that. So hopefully that'll be... Um, That'll be for us eventually. What else is there? My little black book of knowledge, which is actually an iPhone. Yeah, man. The youth, man, the youth need, I know they have the youth council. You know, those are what, uh, 14 to 24. But we need the, we need the, the generation after that, you know, the 25 to 40 year olds. They're a huge voice too. We'd like to hear from them. I think it's just about getting a uh, advisory council from so many more ages and backgrounds, stuff like that. Communication is going to be key. Information needs to be out there for people to, to to understand what's going on so they can educate themselves on what's going on yeah yeah that's that's what i got but yeah that's where that's where i'm headed with my uh campaign for tribal chairman of the red lake nation you know, mostly I just, I've been, I've just been talking a lot of shit for years and there are some good ideas in there and just way too many times where I have to say, do I have to think of everything? And a lot of people have been telling me that, uh, I don't know, gassing me up as the kids say. So, but yeah, I think that's all I got. Um, trying to do this weekly. I know we were trying to do it last week again, but I got sick and I wasn't able to uh, function. I couldn't hear and I couldn't talk, couldn't breathe because of the, the illness <coughs> I had. So. All right, so I just want to thank you all for listening and watching. And uh, I think I think I recorded this, and I can put it on my podcast, which is uh, Indian Way with Johnny R podcast, N D N Way W A Y with Johnny R. It's on Apple, Apple Podcast. It's on Spotify, Google Play. Um, and other things. Indian Way with Johnny. I have like 85 episodes. If you want to 
go back and uh, fact check all my bullshit. So that's where I'm at. So uh, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And uh, hopefully vote for Johnny R or vote for somebody that's going to drag us into the 21st century. Miigwech.